Hey friend, and welcome back to the Alex Makes VR podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about the metaverse. What is it? Why is everyone talking about it? And what is the future for virtual reality, given that the metaverse is the new hot topic? So first, let's define what a metaverse is. According to Oxford Dictionary, metaverse is a virtual reality space in which users can interact with a computer-generated environment and other users. So examples might be something like Fortnite, a popular game where you can interact with other users, users, you can socialize, but you can also play games, you can go on missions, you can you know, uh, play out storylines as characters. You can customize your avatar. You can even, you know, from my understanding, I've never actually played Fortnite, but I believe you can like even um, buy like branded avatars, like Marvel characters, etc. Um, another example is like something like Roblox, or a fictionalized version would be something like Ready Player One's Oasis, this big open digital world which you exist in. And obviously, as we move more and more towards this hybrid reality, I want to say, where it's like we are living these lives where most of our interactions are digital. Like for me personally, I very rarely speak to people in person unless we've like got a meeting on the books or I'm going out and I'm intentionally socializing with someone in person. Most of my interactions on a day-to-day basis are through WhatsApp voice memos or tweets or Instagram DMs or emails or Zoom calls. It's all happening digitally. And so it's no surprise that we are moving towards this future where we live in this very hybrid reality, that we live in a digital twin of the real world. And that's kind of what the metaverse is. The metaverse is this 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 online kind of digitized world that sits on top of reality. And that can be quite a, quite a daunting thing to think about, really. But this is, I mean, it's a no brainer that this is where we're headed as VR and AR and all the R's become, become more popular. So why is everyone talking about the metaverse at the moment? And to be fair, there's some of you listening that might have never heard that term before, and this is news to you. But the reason why I've seen this word being thrown around so much recently on my timelines is because Mark Zuckerberg gave an interview recently where he said that he sees Facebook going forward as a metaverse company. And that is very telling. It's very, very interesting that that is the way he wants to position the company. And Facebook have done some interesting things in recent uh, weeks. Like, for example, supposedly they're going to open source um, some of their uh, software for VR. I don't know exactly. I haven't like researched enough to, to tell you what exactly. But it seems like they're gearing up for this kind of broadening out of the virtual reality ecosystem um, in order to, I guess, entice more people into the Oculus ecosystem, especially with with Apple kind of threatening to get into the VR and AR game. I wonder if Facebook's move to open source some of their um, traditionally very rigid, very closed off ecosystem is kind of like a bit like Android was to IRs, like, you know, trying to kind of combat the very closed down and... Um, elitist ecosystem of Apple, maybe. Um, 
But either way, the fact that Mark Zuckerberg is talking about Facebook as a metaverse company kind of tells you, I mean, it's not, again, it's not really surprising, but it tells you the direction in which the company is moving. And so you start using this language. It's not a virtual reality company. It's not an immersive company. It's not, you know, it's a metaverse company. That's super interesting. And Facebook have uh, released a beta for their open world uh, software called Horizons, which is basically, a, you know, a bit like uh, a Roblox or um, I'm trying to think of other examples. Um, I guess like a Rec Room is an example of a current open world uh, type social VR um, app where basically, you know, Horizons will be somewhere where you can go and you can have meetings, you can socialize, you can play games together. It's a digital version um, of the real world where you can come in and, and be in the same environment as your friends. And that's the thing really that all metaverse kind of software games, whatever you want to call them, have in common is this idea of bringing people together in digital environments. So what does that mean for the future of virtual reality? And what does that mean for the future of all of us who work in this space? I mean, the first obvious one is this idea of like the changing language around what we're doing, because the metaverse by definition is a virtual reality world. But metaverse, I mean, metaverse is, I mean, I have to admit, it's got that kind of like Marvel-esque wow factor to it, right? Language is very important. Virtual reality, um, I don't know, it almost seems a bit clunky and geeky in comparison to the idea of a metaverse. The metaverse. So I wonder whether we're going to see a change in language around the things that we ourselves do in virtual reality. I wonder if the language will very much move towards this all-encompassing term of metaverse. I mean, I personally don't think that that would be particularly helpful, especially in these early days of VR, because we are still early days, because obviously people don't really know what we do as is. Like most people, they know what virtual reality is, but they wouldn't have a clue what on earth you did if you said you were a virtual reality environment designer like, or if you were a virtual reality director. Like I often get asked what I do, even though I feel like if I, if I describe myself as a VR creator, a VR filmmaker, a VR director, I feel like those things are pretty self-explanatory. But actually, it's only people within the industry that would that would understand what I mean. And actually, virtual reality is kind of becoming or the metaverse, shall we say, is becoming this umbrella term for just this giant digital universe that sits on top of reality. So actually, it's going to be really interesting to see the kind of language we use in terms of what jobs we all have, um, what specific applications, what specific sectors, and especially creative roles will exist if the term metaverse becomes widely adopted. And also it's interesting because metaverse applies to non-VR related stuff, like Fortnite is not a virtual reality game. Roblox, not a virtual reality game. But they are metaverses. And there are elements of other apps that have kind of these immersive, virtual, augmented reality aspects to them um, that you wouldn't necessarily think of as metaverse but I don't know they kind of also sit under that umbrella term of a digital world like for example a lot of um we're seeing a lot of uh, like uh 
avatar-based performances, like I think they call them like virtual performances, by the likes of The Weeknd, who did a live avatar mo-capped performance on TikTok live. And Post Malone did one for the launch of a Pokemon game recently. And it was all, it was all virtual and it was all, I can't even remember the language they used around it, but it was very much in line with this idea of what we do in virtual reality. But it wasn't virtual reality because it wasn't being consumed in a headset. So I think we're going to have this interesting push and pull with where we are language-wise and how we describe things um, over the next couple of years, as if this term metaverse kind of gets adopted as the main way we would describe anything in the kind of spatial computing world. So that's one thing. But also it kind of begs this and I, I'm sure a lot of you who are old school listeners of the podcast know where I'm going to go with this, but it, it brings up a lot of ethical questions. It brings up a lot of accessibility questions. It brings up lots of interest, and both in a good and a bad way. I love the idea that, that in a real world, you are very much judged and there is systemic oppression at play purely based on how you look what race you are, what gender you are, um, what class you are, whether you are, whether you have uh, a disability or not. Like there are so many things in the real world that are not set up for you that you are told. The messaging is that this world is not for you. It's not built for you to succeed if you happen to belong to a quote unquote minority. But the metaverse might offer this opportunity to break away from that like it's interesting I was um I was recording a podcast recently in VR so we were in rec room recording a podcast as avatars and it was interesting because I chose an avatar that looked very similar as close to to what I actually look like in real life to represent me but I thought that that was quite an interesting choice because really I could have showed up as a unicorn or a lion or like some magical mythical combination of different creatures because it wasn't wouldn't matter because it's not meant to be me. It's, it's like an avatar representation of who I am. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting in terms of, is it going to give us these freedoms to portray ourselves however we want to be portrayed? And will that, maybe naively I'm thinking, um, will that have a really positive knock-on and kind of maybe undo some of the systemic um, biases that we have to deal with in everyday reality? I don't know, food for thought maybe. But also we have to think about if Facebook are going to be at the helm of this metaverse ship, what does that mean? I mean, that is, to me, that feels scary for a company that is under so much scrutiny already for things like data, uh, you know, controlling people's data and abusing that power and lobbying um, and, and interfering with politics and all sorts of shady shit that you just think, mm, do we want this company to essentially be in control of our digitized universe? Yeah, I don't know. Again, to use a Ready Player One reference, it feels like, I don't know, Facebook want to be uh, the creators of the Oasis, but they might end up being, oh, do you know what, the names have totally escaped me, but 
the bad guys in the Oasis that want to control it and militarize it and monetize it and, you know, exploit people. I've got a feeling that they might set out with good intentions, but it will soon be a very similar story to the one that we're seeing play out in real life in terms of their monopoly. Yeah, I don't know. And also, you know, we do enjoy very limited, might I say, but we do enjoy some kind of privacy and some kind of freedom in reality. Um, Yes, we have smart devices all over the shop that are constantly monitoring us and we don't have real privacy anymore. But we're also not monitored Big Brother style 100% of the time, maybe more like 90% of the time. So what would it mean if we lived Uh, primarily in a digital universe where they're getting even more information on us. They have even more control over us. They have even more monitoring of what we're up to, what we're saying, who we're interacting with, where we're going, what we like to play, what we like to consume, what we like to buy. You know, it's, 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 it begs a lot of ethical questions. And as a creator, you know, it's, I want to believe the best in it all. I don't know how many of you follow me on Instagram, but if you don't, please do, because I post a lot of this stuff that I'm kind of thinking about in a day to day. I tend to post on Instagram stories. It's pretty much the only place that I consistency, consi- consistently, apart from the podcast, put out content. And I posted the other day about this, t- um, this South by Southwest keynote that I was watching called Future Tech Trends. And it was all about the future of a lot of interesting stuff that's coming down the pipeline. And in one, in, in one hand, on the, on the one hand, as a creative, I was super excited by a lot of this technology and the fact that it's going to be so accessible that someone like me who doesn't have the backing of a huge billion dollar company can have a play with this technology and, and kind of benefit from these advancements in tech. But then on the other hand, some of the stuff they were talking about that's coming down the pipeline is utterly terrifying like the kind of world we're going to live in in five years time if a lot of these things like for example AI being so hyper intelligent and being so easy to harness that you could literally create what they call a synthetic like a synth version of a human being that actually does exist or has maybe died Uh, and it's ironic because I did my TED talk about this notion of like, could we use virtual reality to kind of like immortalize memories and be able to like hold on to the loved ones that have, have left us. My angle with that was more so capturing moments while they're alive and then getting to relive them rather than recreating them with AI. But the idea that that this woman, her name is Amy Webb, was talking about in this South by South, Southwest keynote was... um. And I'll, I'll put a link in the in the show notes if you want to check that talk out. Highly, highly recommend it. But um, she was talking about this idea of, you know, wouldn't it be fun to make a celebrity your best friend? And you could do that using AI. You know, you could you could make Jodie Comer uh, into a synth. You could use AI to kind of synthetically replicate her and have her as your best friend. Oh, and it just made me cringe, like ethically, like that's just so wrong that's so wrong to be able to do that. And, but I can see where they were going with it. And I can understand why the tech might be useful. And I can see from a, from a creative point of view, how much freedom you're going to have with all of that. And it's going to be fascinating to see how AI can enhance, um, the creative process. But at the same time, like, ugh, this idea of like, 
you know, violating someone's rights by replicating them, like, and making them, I mean, yeah, we're not going to go down the kind of perverted uh, sex industry route, but I'm sure you can understand quite quickly why that would be a bit problematic if you could replicate someone without their knowledge using AI, just basically taking a sample of everything they've ever posted online and being able to replicate their personality pretty perfectly. It's absolutely terrifying. Anyway, that's enough for this episode. I'm going to leave you on that very, very bleak note. (laughs) Food for thought, you know. Um, I love to share all of my thoughts on this journey. That's what this podcast is all about. It's a space for us to kind of come together and share ideas and think about some of these big picture things. And I think it's important that we are aware of them. And it's important not to be naive and go into it with these rose tinted glasses of like, yay, metaverse, exciting times, like technology is the future. We should be questioning things along the way. And the more people that do question and the more people that do come into this that have a good head on their shoulders, shoulders uh, and are not, uh, you know, just running into things without considering the ethical consequences. Um, I do believe that that will help our industry grow in a much better and healthier way. So thank you for indulging me. Thank you for listening to this episode. Um, If you've got thoughts on any of these subjects, I would love to hear from you. Uh, I've loved hearing from some of you over the last few weeks based on the episodes we've been talking about, especially the Netflix getting into VR content one. Lots of interest thoughts out there. Um, I am going to bite the bullet and finally set up a Discord chat for all of us to get together on. Uh, For those of you who don't use Discord, I personally also didn't use it until I recently joined a couple of groups on there. But it seems like the best platform to kind of bring together the community and kind of continue the conversations. And also it's a good place for you to kind of get hold of me um, and ask questions directly and stuff. And also just get to interact with each other, you wonderful lot, you. So um, watch this space. I'm not going to do it for this week, uh, but maybe by next week I'll have set it up. So yeah, watch this space. I'll talk about it again in next week's episode probably. So watch out for that. That's it from me this week then. If you enjoyed this, please take a second to rate and review. Or if you want, even better would be to screenshot this episode and share it on your social medias and tag me. Just really helps get the word out. As you know, as a podcast listener, it's very hard to uh, get the word out to new people because they're is no intrinsic marketing within podcasts other than word of mouth so please if you enjoyed this it would mean the world to me if you took a second to share it but if not i appreciate you're busy so no trouble at all anyway that's it from me have a wonderful day wherever you are in the world and i will speak to you in the next one